Israel suffered 400 years before their deliverance. They were being enslaved and the children were being killed. Today, under the law, if a person was under surveillance, if someone in authority was watching them and they were about to be arrested and there was no crime committed but about to be arrested, in order for this to be legal, there must be a warrant. Back in those days, there was no such thing as a warrant. Just defying a king's order was cause enough. Just ask the Hebrew boys. Ask Daniel. A warrant is authorization or to empower. It means to provide adequate grounds for justification action. What we see going on today is not justified action. Many searches happen before authorization has been given. There are two types of warrants, a search warrant and an arrest warrant. A search warrant is a court order that a magistrate or judge issues to authorize law enforcement officers, not vigilance or vigilantes, to conduct a search of a person's location or vehicle for evidence of a crime to confiscate any evidence they find. But when this happens today, the person is arrested. When it was simply just a search. An arrest warrant is a warrant issued by a judge or magistrate on behalf of the state, which authorized the arrest and detention of an individual or the search and seize of an individual's property. Warrants are supposed to only be given by a judge or magistrate. And a magistrate is a civil officer with the power to administer the law. Now let me ask this. Has anyone ever been confronted by the law? I ain't talking about when you were going down the street speeding and, and got pulled over for a ticket. But has anyone ever been confronted by the law and, and, and being confronted when they come to your house? They knock and they enter in and they ask. You ask them, do you have a warrant? And they politely show it to you. This may happen on law and order, but not in the real world. You don't see that today. What is written and supposed to happen doesn't happen. They enter today without warning, without clarity, who they are. They enter strapped and ready to shoot. When they do this, someone innocent is always hurt. Many families can attest to this. Who do you know coming out of a sound sleep? would understand a bang at the door and somebody hollowing words at three o'clock in the morning. You, I mean, you, it happened, you trying to get your composure together. Do you know, a couple of nights ago, I couldn't sleep anyway, 
but I dozed off to sleep. And all I heard was boom, boom, boom. And I woke up and all I could think is somebody is walking towards my bedroom and they got a wooden foot or something because boom, boom. I'm waking out of a sound sleep. And what it was, it was firecrackers outside. But when you sleep, you don't know what's happening. You are up under the protection of the Lord. Who's looking over you. But there are so many that don't have that. We're just talking about how we live. Did you know if you are arrested before a while they take you into custody, they must read you your rights and ask you, do you understand them? If they don't, everything you say cannot be used, supposedly. Why? You have a right to have an attorney present to protect you from what you don't know. Have you, have you ever heard the saying, what you don't know won't hurt you? Well, a baby does not know fire burns. And when they touch it, what happens? They get hurt. So what you don't know, amen. All this we live under in this country. Law and order is not always followed by man. It does not always honor or be kept by those in authority. Sometimes people in authority break the law more than others. For example, today people are being shot by the police. And their excuse is, I feared for my life. Innocent people are jailed because law was not followed and they remain there. Sometimes Dana comes a day late to prove their innocence because someone hid the evidence, someone in authority. Just in case you don't know who Dana is, Dana is DNA. All of this is happening in the world today. Just like the people of old stood and obtained a good report through faith and received not the promise, people are standing and believing many things today, but without Christ, and if it is not about Christ, the stand is vain and there is no promise. Look at 1 Timothy 1, verse 8 and 9. But we know that the law is good if a man uses it lawfully. Yes, the law is good. But today the law is not being used lawfully by those in authority. Verse 9, it says, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for the sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, 
for manslayers. I mean, that is really happening today. A man who has received Christ does not break the law, but keeps and fulfills it. The law is holy and spiritual. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. The law is for those who refuse to obey. How many times have you heard of people being in the wrong place at the wrong time? Some of us have, have been in the wrong place at the wrong time. For example, if you took a friend to the store, don't really know the friend, but you call them a friend, and they rob it and got in your car, and you are unaware and drove off, what do you think would happen when the police stop you? What do you think the outcome would be? A friend of mine was in that situation. He had to serve time, even though he was innocent. He fought it and he fought it. But because he was in that car and drove that car, with someone who stole something and he didn't know he was guilty according to the law. In this world, people can do some dirty things. You know that? Knowing you're innocent, it won't even tell nobody. He was with me. You're going to get the same as I'm going to get. But I want you to understand in God's sight, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. When it comes to sin, ain't nobody innocent. We were born to sin. People have been caught and had been given a second chance by becoming an informant for the authorities. The world calls them snitches. But informants will say. In, in, in such cases, some of them have been put in a witness protection program. Because of what they know and what they've told, their life is now in danger. When we receive Christ, we too go under a witness protection program. If we allow our main protection is from ourselves, our flesh has been under surveillance by God. God has known and watched us from the beginning of time. Listen to what he told Jeremiah in verse 1 and 5. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth from out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. In Galatians 1, 15 and 16 it says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. I want to say this, that it's always been applied to a preacher, but you know, it pleased God also to separate you from your mother's womb, that you can reveal Christ Jesus. You ain't got to be a preacher to reveal him. Amen. He called you by his mercy. How many understand it is flesh that is your enemy? When you receive Christ, 
flesh gets arrested. Arrest means to seize and hold by legal authority. God is that legal authority. Flesh does not want to be jailed. Flesh does not want to be captured. Flesh does not want to be put in check. We see this every day. Just, just when somebody tells you something, the first, I know it. That's a sign you don't want to be put in check. All these things flare up. But in Christ, we know our rights. At least we should. We know who our attorney is. At least we should. And who has us in their best interest. Satan don't have you in his best interest other than he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the interest he has. Jesus and the Holy Spirit is our attorney at law. They defend us. And they are our lawyers. Jesus died for us. He was our sacrifice. By him all promises and blessings come. His blood was shed for us. Because of him, God has forgiven us. And through Jesus, God sees us and we see him. The Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth. He will not speak of himself. He dwells in us and teaches us. He also brings all things to our remembrance. In fact, look what it says in Romans 8, 26 and 27. It says, likewise, the spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we are. Just like in the court, we don't know what to say. We have no, we need to be spoken to and made known what is to come. But the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Don't forget, God is our judge. The Spirit of God is there on our behalf. And Jesus has already made a plea deal for the things we are accused of. Our case has been taken to the highest court. It can be taken. It is above and beyond the Supreme Court. It is the justice and court of our Father. And verse 27 says, And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intersections for the saints, intersections for the saints, according to the will of God. Our case is not decided by an unjust jury or a Supreme Court that is biased. Remember what they say in your rights. Anything you say can and will be used against you. Well, let's remember what it says in John chapter 12, 46 through 50. Jesus said, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Do you I'm the light. If you believe 
on me, you ain't going to be in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. And he that rejecteth me received not my words. Hath one that judges him, the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last days. Can you, can you receive this today? Amen. What Jesus has shared with us, what Jesus is speaking to us, if we are rejecting it, you're rejecting him. You're rejecting the word that he has spoken. And by those same words, you shall be judged. Anything you hear and reject will go against you. Jesus came so this would not happen to those that repent. Verse 49. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should speak. Don't kill the messenger. But they did. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Jesus has come to our defense. He has pleaded our case to the Father. We have been forgiven and put under his witness protection. Unauthorized people will confront us. Sickness and unclean spirits will attempt to attack us. But we must stay with the program. The enemy will try to get illegal access. Flesh will ask for your authorization. If you are in Christ, don't give in to the cry from flesh. Don't fall for that. Woe is me. I deserve it. I've suffered enough. Everybody else is doing it. Why can't I? Has flesh ever talked to you lately? Has flesh ever talked to you like that? Don't answer flesh. Under his witness protection. Again, it is by his blood we are protected. His blood is precious, every drop. And the blood never loses its power. It is by his sacrifice we are saved. It is by God's forgiveness we have mercy. There is no redemption and no other name. And mercy can be given by no other. And by them all we have a full pardon. Let me share this last thing. We know in the beginning God said, let us make man, didn't he? Yeah. God knew we would need a savior. Yeah. He knew we could not keep his commandments. This is why Jesus was sent and a body was prepared to be our sacrifice. Look at Revelations 5. Verse 1, and I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne 
a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel, a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? Mind you, this is where God is. This ain't no conference room someplace. This is where God is seated. There is no higher or greater place you could be than right there where God is at. Verse 3 says, And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. Just like when you're in a court of law, no one can approach the judge or plead the case but your lawyer. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. No matter how much knowledge you have, no matter how well you know what is written, if you have not passed the bar exam that is required here, you cannot practice law. No matter how much you read the word, how well you think you know the word, if you have not passed from death unto life, no matter how much you believe, you have not gone into the witness protection plan of salvation. There is neither angel nor any creature that can stand for us, not in heaven, on earth, or under the earth. No one can get us the protection we need but Jesus. When you need help, let me ask this. Don't you hate it when you call for an appointment or just call for advice? First, they put you on hold. Then when you reach them, you still wait an hour. They tell you the next available time is two or three months out. Or a robot says, press one. You press one. If you want this apartment, press three. Then you press three. If you need help, press four. You press it. Then, I'm sorry, the person you're trying to reach is not available. Please hang up and try later. When you call, you need help. I don't need to press nothing. I don't press what I need. It says that one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which were the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. Father knew before the foundation, we're going to need a lawyer. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Listen to me. 
He came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. Amen. Don't you think about that for a minute. And remember what John said. No man has seen God at any time. Amen. Amen. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he had declared him. It is God who sits on the throne. Yeah. And only Jesus could take the book. Took it from his father. Why you think the elder said, can't no man look upon it, touch it. You can't get close to him. But Jesus had declared him. He was in the bosom of the father. Oh, that's a good spot for an amen, hallelujah, and a thank you, Jesus. No one else was even worthy to approach him. Verse 8 says, and when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and the twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having, even, having every one of them harps and gold vials full of odors, which were the prayers of the saints. Do you know when it says every knee shall bow? That includes all the angels and elders in heaven as well. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood of our every kindred and tongue and people and nations. We have a song the angels can't sing. We have been washed in the blood of the crucified one. We have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. The Bible says to which an angel has he said, sit on my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. None of them. Jesus did not take upon himself the nature of angels, but he took upon himself the seed of Abraham. For in this way he has suffered. He's been tempted as we have. He is able to help us when we're tempted. Listen to what 1 Peter 1.12 says, and I'm going to read it in the Bible basic English version. And it was made clear to those prophets that they were God's servants, not for themselves, but for you, to give you the word, give you word of the things which have now come to your ears from the preachers of the good news through the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven, things which even angels have a desire to see. All because of Jesus. All because of Jesus. We are under a great witness program. When you are in a witness program for the world, you start a new life. You must remove yourself from the previous life. You are given a new identity a new career, no contact with previous relations or people. If you do, you put yourself in danger. When you are in the witness protection plan of Christ, you too start a new life. You too have been given a new identity. You must remove yourself from your previous life. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Being in contact with the old can smother the new. 
With that, saints, my time is up. And I thank you for yours. Yes. Can we stand? Thank you, Jesus. If anybody doesn't know him, if anybody wants to receive him, we're here to introduce you to him. That you may have the life that we now know about. It's all because of Jesus that we can do just that. It's all because of Jesus that we have the best witness protection program there is. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus, all because of Jesus.